I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hey guys, glad we all made it through Monday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, So the first episode of Good Bones aired, and it was good. It was so interesting to watch because... I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use this to explain a few things to you guys that you don't necessarily get to see. Not that anyone, I'm not trying to say anyone's uneducated, but there's a lot of comments and questions and things. And I think if you have a little more information about all the things you guys don't necessarily get to see, it might help answer some of those questions. First and foremost, I want to say I have no control and do not decide when or how anything airs. (laughs) I don't have control if it's on TV, if it's on cable, if it's on an app. So I'm really, really, really sorry if you guys are angry about any of the ways that you have to watch this. But I'm not the one, if that helps. No one listens to anything I say. I don't really get an opinion. (laughs) I'm definitely not asked one. If I say it, most people don't listen. So I apologize. There are going to be episodes mid-October on Discovery+. Plus. That's what I do know. I also know you can watch it on HGTV Go, and you can stream it on Max. But what I think has been super interesting since my episode about it being the last season and now the first episode actually airing, I have been so pleasantly surprised at how many people I've seen in person And that have sent me messages saying the first things out of their mouth is congratulations. And it's women. And that's just not what I'm used to. And I think there's definitely, there's definitely some Karens. I hope you guys enjoyed my reel. If you didn't see it, go to my Instagram page because it's a great reel about Karens. I just wasn't ready for that. I was ready for a lot of judgment, which I'm 100% getting, but hugely outweighed by the number of women of all ages. That I was at um, Connor Prairie, which they, they do like outdoor concerts um, in, in the summer, and two different women, one that was probably in her 50s and then another that was about my age that came up to me it just in passing and said, you know, I don't really want to bother you. Like, I know you're here with your family, but I just want to say congratulations. I know like the decision you made was hard and I've, I've loved the show and I will still watch it, but congratulations on whatever is next for you. And it's just been so refreshing. The thing that sucks about social media is there are definitely those naysayers and they just linger louder in your brain, unfortunately. But I'm trying to move through that. There's actually, (laughs) this really got me to laugh out loud. I took a screenshot of it because um, on one of our social media posts uh, about the new episode airing. So many people are like, so excited, love it, congratulations. And then after the episode aired, you know, back on there. uh, And there's a gal that says, pretty much she doesn't like me because I'm angry and I yell all the time. And (laughs) I don't usually have to say much because the other people who are there to be positive will clap back at such Karens, uh, which they did. And this one interaction just dying laughing because, again, going full circle back to my reel that I made 
where the Karen in the reel is using her laptop to be on Instagram. That was very purposeful. So (laughs) all these comments. And then one gal says, step one, firmly press thumb or finger of choice to phone screen. Step two, slightly push the digit up. Step three, notice how post leaves immediate view. Step four, smile. You have now mastered scrolling past. You're welcome. (laughs) And wait for it. I can't make this stuff up. Said troll responds and says, not using phone, smiley face, but thanks so much. Now follow your own instructions. (laughs) She's on Instagram on her laptop or her desktop. I don't know. But it just really came full circle for me um, when I read that. But I kind of want to talk about some of those things, some of the misconceptions. And again, this is what I love the voicemail box for because, I mean, if you're if you're hate listening, if you're love listening, whatever it is, put the thing in the voicemail box. Say the thing like, why do you always yell? Why do you always look cranky? Why do – whatever, fill in the blank. I'm going to tell you guys why most of the time I look cranky is because I have all the risk. So, so mom, Austin, Tad, Corey, MJ, everyone else – is they're having fun and they're getting paid to be there, just regular pay to have fun. What I think a lot of people don't think about, don't understand or or choose not to hear is I own the company. I pay the liability insurance. I own the properties. I pay the contractors. I pay my workers' comp insurance. I, as a one single human, carry the weight of everything you see on TV and not not in a toot my own horn way, but like this is why I'm so damn cranky all the time, you guys, because I can't be the one having fun because there's no one else that's going to rein it in. I am the only one that will ever do it. And if I stop reining stuff in, all bets are off. You've, you've pulled the thread. It's come unraveled. And now people are actually going to get hurt. Homes are actually going to have serious problems. Like we're, we we don't make a lot of money. We're going to lose. I say we. It's not even we. It's me. I don't know why I say we. It's like the royal we, I guess. But what it all comes down to is it's really easy for mom and Corey to be able to have a lot of fun and be really playful and feel light because they get their paycheck. They show up. They have the fun. They do the things they're good at. And then I think they sleep pretty well at night, not having to stress about what's happening at the house the next day if they're not there. And I made the choices to be the one that is in charge. And it's still really hard. It just is. It's a lot of pressure because what I do with the houses with my business, with the show, reflects in so many different ways. It reflects on me as a person. It affects my family's finances. It affects my kids. Um, It just, it affects everything. And like, I think back to when I was waiting tables and, you know, I was good at it and I, I liked it when I didn't have to do it, like to make a living. When I, when I was doing real estate and waiting tables because it was like – it was nice. And when the business started while I was still waiting tables, I had these very two different styles of work going on. So waiting tables, I don't think about it till my alarm goes off and I need to get up in the morning and go start opening the store. That's it. 
start making coffee, flip the chairs. And the second I'm done and clock out, I don't think about it again. And it's a very like leisurely, lovely existence, but not one that necessarily is going to build a life for me. I feel like those grinds that are the things that you know, it's why it's a saying like entrepreneurs are the only the people willing to work 80 hours to avoid working 40. Like it's a real thing. If you're the type of person that likes having that freedom and you go to your 40-hour-a-week, nine-to-five job, that's so nice. And some people thrive in that environment. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but It's an ultra-concentrated, liquidless laundry detergent. It is the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. I absolutely love them. They're so convenient. They take up very little space, and you don't have the giant bulky jugs that always leak, no matter how hard I try. One EarthBreeze Eco Sheet does all the hard work for you. And these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystem. Not only is it better for the planet, but EarthBreeze is also better for sensitive skin. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets are dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, and free of bleach, dyes, and parabens. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I've actually done something good just by doing my laundry. I think you should give it a try, and if you decide to go back to your old stuff for whatever reason, you get a full refund on your EarthBreeze purchase, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash AF. That's earthbreeze.com slash AF to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash AF. Eating better is so easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. All their meals are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. With over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. My absolute favorite meal from them was a shrimp pasta one, and that is hard to do in a warmed-up meal, and they were so perfect. They also have more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That's right, no prep and no mess. We've done the math, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off. I exist in that environment, but probably not thrive. So the way my business has developed, I am thinking about it all the time. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm up at 2 a.m., at 4 a.m., because if I get up to pee, which I do like five times a night, and my brain starts, if I'm not like groggy enough and my brain gets one thought, it all bets are off and I'm up and I'm working because it's not 
the lifestyle where, oh, I got up to pee, but I don't have to do anything other than go clean tables and serve people from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. today. It's, okay, what things did I forget about yesterday? What things fell off the list that need to be moved to today's list? What thing? And it's, the efforts are futile at four in the morning. I'm not saying it's, I'm like the wildly productive person at that time of the morning, but it's just, I guess, oh God, I hate that I'm even explaining because, you know, I shouldn't have to explain myself to people, but I also think that it's fair to help people understand more maybe why things operate they the way they do and why I am the way I am. There's been um, a handful of you know voice mailbox questions since the show aired um, and a lot of people genuinely wanting to understand um, a little bit more than what is shown in the 42 minutes, which I love because anytime I do um, something where I'm speaking with people, I have the opportunity to explain to them of a 60-minute show, 42 to 43 minutes of it are show content. The rest is ads. And that 43 minutes that everyone sees took anywhere from probably on the low end six months to the long end 18 months of construction or of, you know, pre-planning, of design, of, of whatever it is. Six to 18 months. And it gets whittled down into 42 or 43 minutes. And how the, those decisions are made. I'm not part of that. But a lot gets cut out. And for the people who, you know, are very concerned about the PPE and safety, y'all, it's herding cats with these people. The boys, are they, they aren't actually my employees um, anymore. They have not worked for my company for – Austin was the most recent employee, but Tad and Corey haven't for a long time. So while I want to say – do this, do this, do this, wear this, put this on, put your gloves back on, put your mask back on. What are you doing? Why are you wearing this? Why do you have a dangly earring at demo? That seems dangerous. They're not my employees and they don't listen to me. So it's this really challenging dynamic where they're there because they're part of this thing that has been created, but not in a way where my liability insurance controls them or I am the one that can, you know, suspend them without pay or whatever it looks like if they don't act accordingly in in a safe way, in a whatever way. Like I I don't have that ability. And I think people understanding that, because it's very confusing. I think something probably that's also wildly confusing for people is the dynamic of the ownership of the company. Um, because I know Mom and I get asked a lot. It gets asked all the time on social media, uh, even leading into the season. People saying, like, so glad Karen's back. Karen never left, guys. She retired from the company. And this was a few years ago now. Um, We were both going in very different directions, her wanting to go more towards retirement and slowing down, and me wanting to really build a brand and a business and something that I could, you know, hand down to my kids. And so when she requested a buyout, that's what made sense for us at the time. And in the show, you see her kind of announce her retirement. It's a little bit of the it's a little bit of the episode. And then nothing really happens and nothing really changes because I don't know why. Uh, to be honest, I'm not gonna pretend I know why. Um again, I'm I'm not the one in charge of how things get chopped up after I, I do the work. 
I make sure we have the houses. I make sure the contractors are in place. I try to keep it on schedule. Um, and then, you know, my, my, my job kind of ends there. So um, while mom hasn't been an owner in the company for a while, Tad and Corey have not worked for me for uh, quite some time. They're still present and you guys see them. And I get why that is very confusing. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> but some of the other questions we're asking about the end of the old good bones. And again, I want to say I am 92% sure that there will be something else good bones-ish for me. I don't know who will be part of it. I don't know where everyone's going to be, where they're going to land, what they want. But I see myself being a part of the HGTV family for years to come. I love doing the other shows. I love Rock the Block. I love Battle on the Beach. Oh my gosh, doing the Brady House. It was so amazing. Um, but hopefully you guys can start to understand that doing 13 houses a year, it was just really not sustainable and that I did it on my own for the last handful of years. I don't know. I, I don't know how I wasn't a crazier person. I, I wish my husband was here right now. He'd probably be like, no, you were the, you were a crazy of uh, that kind of person. And the decision to slow down is not one I made lately. And I've talked about this before because it did affect so many people. And I understand and appreciate that. And it was still the right decision for me. And no one else has to make the same decision and no one can make my decisions for me. Unfortunately, I think where I was, it just weighed heavily on what was able to be done because I am the one that keeps pushing the ball up the hill with the houses, with the construction. So once I said, I, I need a break, I can't do this right now, there was no one else to fill that spot, I guess. Um, so that's kind of how we ended where we are. And it's still this very open conversation about like, what can we all still do together? What makes sense? What do we enjoy? Because that's what I really want to get back to. I want to get back to doing what I enjoy, not doing what I've just done for so long that it makes sense to keep doing. Um, and a lot of people aren't happy about that. And I'm sorry. But from where I started, a lot of people are so amazingly kind and saying congratulations. And I know this was a hard decision. And, you know, I respect you doing what was right for you. And it's all from women. And I fucking love that. I love it so much. I'm not like burn your bra uber feminist, but I've not ever experienced that kind of support from strangers, even much more so than the like people closer to me. Um, I've never had that experience. And so it's been really, really awesome. Um, I also, there's a lot of conversation and comments about how like inspirational the show is and um, that how inspirational my mom and my relationship is. And I do not take lightly the responsibility of having a platform, particularly one I've never been in this position. So while I can like mentally understand it, I know, I know I cannot feel like the depth and breadth of some people's experience. But even just this week, um, I was speaking to a group of legislators and a husband came up to me and he is unfortunately not 
the first won't be the last. This happens all the time. It came up to me and said, my wife died six months ago from cancer and we watched you the whole time we were in the hospital. So like, thank you for giving us something to have together, to do together. And it's so sad how often I, I hear that. And it's also really, really special um, because, and that's one of the things I think that kept me motivated for so long is it's not just a bunch of ding dong boys breaking stuff and dancing around and, you know, being dum-dums and we're making houses. Anyone can build houses. Like it really was what felt like something that was a positive impact on people. And it was so worth doing that for so long because it had that positive impact. And I think it just got so hard for me that finally the the negativity I was feeling finally outweighed that, which was a really, really hard decision for me to come to. There is a question from Jonathan. Did current market conditions also impact the decision to end the show? Like, for example, I know interest rates are you know higher than they've been in a long time right now. Um, housing market might be a little bit slow in Indianapolis. Not sure, but I'm guessing it probably is. Um, I'm sure you know that makes it also hard to find 13 or so houses per year to renovate. So yeah, just wondering if you know market conditions also uh, influenced that decision. Such a good question, and because it's a little bit more concrete, I guess it's not one I get rambly about. But one thousand percent. So we kept doing construction through COVID. So when COVID hit, I was literally supposed to fly out to do um, another project that was like out of state. And I was supposed to fly out the next morning and it finally got called that night. I was super pregnant and it was like, okay, only required trades, you know, nurses, doctors, uh, police officers, things like that. But construction was one of those. So while we weren't filming I still had to do construction, which is, again, something I think I'm sure people don't understand because we don't show you this part because we only have 42, 43 minutes. But I, once we start, we, once I start putting money into a house, that money sits there until I sell it. So just because the world stopped for COVID didn't mean construction stopped, didn't mean people people were all had to stay in their homes for how long. And I was responsible of building some of those homes. We had buyers who were under contract. So I had to keep working. And as I'm sure everyone felt during COVID, the market was wild. Lumber prices almost doubled. It took forever to get anything. Concrete was impossible. Like every material that were vital to being able to continue my business became scarce and overpriced. And, you know, somehow we just kind of trudged through it. But even since then, it definitely has, you know, the huge boom in real estate where everything was going all cash, over ask, no contingencies, no appraisals. That was in the suburbs around Indy, but not as much downtown. So while we felt a little bit of a boost from that, um, it didn't it didn't really give us that kind of okay, we can exhale for a minute. Like I think it did a lot of people in the real estate industry. And it's definitely slowed down since then because the interest rates are going up. So while commercial lending is still, you know, rocking and rolling, residential is just different. And I can't imagine where I would be sitting right now if I had 13 projects underway 
and no foreseeable future for interest rates coming down and people moving back towards the market. Um, and that's just one of the realities that literally no one else cares about except me. Doesn't matter to any of the people you see on the show. Doesn't matter to any of the people that make the show. It's it's my business. So that's very much my reality and very much something that has to be taken into account because I don't get my money back until a house sells. So, you know, this first episode um, that you guys saw, the house on Morris, it sold, I think it took like six months. So all that investment in the property then carrying it for six months and then closing it. So I didn't see a return on that investment for almost two and a half years from when I started it. And also, you know, obviously there's all these variables, but my business, no one's fault but my own. I'm not trying to, you know, lay blame, but these are all variables that 100% have gone into figuring out, well, not the direction I want to go because I still don't think I know that, but the direction I couldn't stay going. So made a huge difference. And I'm probably just going to get rambly. I want to come full circle just to saying that so many of you guys, I want to make sure like I'm not going to be, I can't answer every DM. I can't send a message back on Facebook to everyone. Um, But everyone who has said supportive things, like it really, really, really means a lot because there's a lot of people that are saying not supportive things. So thank you for being good humans, (laughs) really kind because I need it right now. So thank you. This is just going to be a short one. So you guys know what to do. There's a link in the show notes. Um, Leave more questions. I feel like particularly during the season airing, we can talk about some really good stuff. And yeah, click the link in the show notes, leave your question. And again, thank you guys. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.